All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor. Oh, okay. Uh, Pastor Eli James here, and uh, we had tornadoes go through the area last night, and uh, kept me up uh, quite a bit. And uh, I think it messed up the sound settings here at my end. But we're going to try to do a show. It'll be only a half hour show. Uh, if I can get Dan to join us here. So uh, let me go okay. to the chat room and see if people are hearing us okay uh can, so go ahead can everyone hear me all right can you hear dan we are on chapter 12 of numbers today if everyone yeah can hear yeah so if there's anybody in the chat room who can because uh, a lot of people must have left already because uh, we're yeah. a half hour late so uh all right and uh but the, according to the uh program Okay, uh, Mary says uh, she can hear. All right, very good. Can, yeah. Can you hear both of us, or just you, or just me, or? Yeah. Uh, well, you're you're coming through on the um, on the broadcaster, and okay. uh, so we must be good to go. All right, so l- let's pick it up. We uh, on Numbers chapter twelve. Numbers chapter twelve, and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. And this was, should be Cushite woman. It's not an Ethiopian, but Cushite. Right, right. <laughs> For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, has Yahweh indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And Yahweh heard it. <clears throat> now the man Moses was very meek, or, or humble is a better word for that. Not meek in the sense that we think of it, above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And Yahweh spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And Yahweh came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, Yahweh, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of Yahweh shall he behold. Hmm. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of Yahweh was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he has come out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto Yahweh, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Now wait a minute, wait a minute. She just insulted him, and and he says, Forgive her, Father. (laughs) That's not normal. That shows the type of man Moses was. Yeah, there you go. yeah, you know he was just. That's why God chose him as as a leader because he yeah. was just that kind of a person. 
Yeah, he he was very patient with people, just like the people in the chat room have been patient with us. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but we finally got on the air, folks. Thanks for sticking around. All right, well, please continue. Yeah, and then you know because this is a very very important chapter, and we have to identify the real cause of uh, Miriam's. Uh, let's call it uh, well, let's call it jealousy, and uh, the, the fact that uh, yeah. Uh, Moses did not choose a woman from among the 12 tribes, but nevertheless, she was an Adamite and she was a, uh, a Shemite, all right, and an Abrahamite. And so uh, we don't have time to get into this today. We'll cover this. We'll give the reasons for this whole episode next week. We'll do a thorough show on that. So uh, please continue. Verse 12, let her not be as one dead, of whom flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto Yahweh, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And Yahweh said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. Now wait a minute. Moses is more forgiving than Yahweh? Uh, wait a minute. Let me rub the sleep out of my eyes. <laughs> this, <laughs> am, I, am I hearing this chapter right? Yeah, I am. Okay, please continue. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Verse, okay, verse right. 13. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. Wow. So people- Yahweh... Yahweh wanted to teach her a lesson, right? Moses wanted to forgive it totally, but now wait a minute. Miriam has to understand why this is happening. We'll find, we'll get into more detail about that next week. Good stuff. You know, the people even wanted to kill Moses. Right? <laughs> and, and he still yeah. asked, asked Yahweh for their, their forgiveness. forgiveness. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's not humanly possible. (laughs) Yeah. Not around here anyway. (laughs) Okay. All right. Verse 16. And afterward, the people removed from Hazaroth and pitched in the wilderness of Paran. Okay. And we are now going to uh, chapter 13. Okay. Now we're getting ready to enter Canaan land. The spies sent into Canaan land. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of Yahweh, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And these were their names. Of the tribe of Reuben, Shammuah, son of Zakur. Of the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori, of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, of the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph, of the tribe of Ephraim, Oshea, the son of Nun, of the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu, of the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sode, of the tribe of Joseph, namely of the tribe of Manasseh, Gadai, the son of Susi, of the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali. Of the tribe of Asher, Sethur, the son of Michael. Of the tribe of Naphtali, Nabhi, the son of Vosphi. Of the tribe of Gad, Geul, the son of Maki. These are the, tri- the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. Of Moses called O'Shea, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. 
And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south, and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came unto the brook of Eschol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bare it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook Eschol, Eschol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. (laughs) All the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Okay, now this is the uh, type of reporting in the scripture that uh, makes secularists roll their eyes and say, yeah, really, giants. You're telling us there were giants? Well, of course there were giants. The Bible says so, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and we have all kinds of evidence, archaeological evidence of giants everywhere around the planet, okay? So, but yeah, they don't want to, yeah. That have been found. But uh, the evolutionists don't want to believe it because uh, their, their, their fable of evolution does not have any place. It doesn't have any room for giants. We were supposed to evolve from, uh, you know, from maggots or whatever, right? And, uh, slowly, <laughs> and uh, there's no room for giants in the theory of evolution because, you know, well, they'd have to admit that, uh, that those people existed and they don't want to admit they existed, right? And even the, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, museum, uh, the, uh, what's the one called in Washington? 
oh, the Smithsonian, yeah, have uh, destroying evidence of giants. Okay, they admit it; they've been destroying this evidence. So they just don't don't want the Bible to be seen as a valid history book uh, by the rest of the world. You know, so they tamper with evidence. They, uh, so they don't want to believe these uh, verses. However, there's uh, let's go back to verse 22. Uh, and read uh, through verse 22 through 24, because these are uh, it's really important stuff going on here. Over to you. <clears throat> okay. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were. Okay, the sons of Anak are the sons of the fallen ones. They are giants. It doesn't say so right here, but these people are giants. Okay, back to you. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt, verse twenty-three. And they came back, and they came unto the brook of Eshkol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff. Okay, it's one of the what, pomegranates. Yeah, okay. Now I don't know about the pomegranates and the figs, but it's one cluster of grapes. Okay, but it required two men to carry this cluster of grapes on a staff between them. Okay, that's some big grapes. That's a, it's either giant grapes or the cluster itself is just plain huge. But it, mm-hmm. it could be either. But uh, it's suggestive that you know there, there might have been some genetic engineering going on with these grapes because the, these people themselves were hybrids. You know, there's hybrids left over from the uh, the days when giants abode on the earth just before Noah's flood. Okay. So these people survived, and they had plenty of opportunity to do genetic engineering, especially with animals, not just uh, not just uh, grapes and other uh, you know vegetables. But uh, all the evidence indicates, in fact, the Book of Jasher says they were doing uh, genetic engineering on humans as well. The Book of Jasher has a uh, a half a half man, half horse. Uh, in it, okay. So there's genetic engineering going on, and it just reminded me uh, that uh, Yahshua said, "It shall be as in the days of Noah, you know, these end times." And guess what? We got genetic engineering going on again today, mm-hmm. folks. And uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about the uh, uh, the pandemic babies. There have been uh, films uh, on TikTok about these pandemic babies. Having, uh, for lack of a better black word, eyes. yeah, black eyes for one, yeah, mm-hmm. and superhuman uh, development. Uh, now they're only so after only a few days they can walk. You know, it takes like, oh, really? uh, yeah, and they can roll over and talk <laughs> right there t- within a week, rather than six months to a year, which is normal for for babies, you know, to to develop. So there's something going on here. I think these shots, these are these are babies that have taken the shots, and there's something going on with them that is uh, just like giants, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Very abnormal stuff going on, okay? So we'll wow. see. So next week, I'll see if I can prepare a report on that, uh, because uh, it's only available on TikTok, and there really wasn't much on, uh, you know, on the mainstream uh, search engines about it. So, but nevertheless, you know, we uh, want to talk about the giants 
and why because they said well these men we are as grasshoppers in their sight you know so these are really huge giants and uh you know they might have been exaggerating <laughs> right <laughs> but uh, uh because you know when you don't want to go uh, there's that song please mr custer i don't want to go right <laughs> that they might have been exaggerating to uh because they didn't want to storm in there and take over right it might have been exaggerating but i don't think they were exaggerating about the grapes because they brought them in there for everybody to see okay mm-hmm. All right. So, but we'll uh, we'll do more about this next week. Okay, back uh, back to numbers, please. All right. Uh, verse twenty-four. The place was called the brook Eshcol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought an evil report upon of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Okay. And the so, really sad thing here is Yahweh told them that they could have the land. Yeah, right. He told them to go up and they they didn't. take it. And they didn't listen. Yeah, after 40 years of miracles, <laughs> right? Yeah. They still didn't trust Yahweh. So it's yeah. interesting that uh, the Canaanites dwelt by the sea. So the Canaanites, would, which would be the direct descendants of Canaan, and uh, who knows who else, uh, it's one of the other Kenite tribes, okay? Uh, but they still uh, had uh, a separate name as a tribe. They still identified as a separate tribe. They dwelt by the sea. Now, I'm wondering if these Canaanites had developed uh, a seafaring. That would be an interesting question. But uh, the rest of them, the Jebusites, the Amorites, these are all dwelt in the mountains. They were the giants, etc., uh, etc. Et so, and obviously, the people, as time went on, these giants came to be a real serious threat to the you know, life of all the people around there. And it's possible that even the Canaanites and other normal-sized tribes just wiped those uh, wiped those giants out. And there were very few left by the time of, uh, uh, not Samson, who was the, the giant that David fought against. I uh, forget his name. So... Uh, there couldn't have been too yeah there couldn't have been too many giants left by the time of David okay 
because it was just one of those, they were just a real pestilence that had to be gotten rid of for the normal sized people. All right, back to you. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter 14. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, <clears throat> and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord, had Yahweh brought us unto this land, to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? <laughs> and they said one to another, Let us make a captain, and let us return unto Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If Yahweh delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against Yahweh, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and Yahweh is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stones, bade stone them with stones. Wow. And the glory of Yahweh appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And Yahweh said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And yeah, how long right. Will it oh, be no. Ere they believe me. Even Moses is starting to get impatient with them now. <laughs> <laughs> For all the signs which I have showed among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. Oh, wow. Okay, well, now this is very interesting because uh, this jives with the historical facts that their defenses were lacking because uh, according to the Amarna letters, the Canaanites had been uh, under tribute to the Egyptians for quite some time and were uh, really uh, not utterly defenseless, but not as powerful as they used to be because the Egyptians were using them as slaves and such, okay, and using them uh, to uh, get uh, agricultural goods, etc., etc. Plus, the Egyptians were afraid that they might rebel against the uh, against them if they were militarily strong. So this is an accurate historical statement that they were not very powerful as a military nation. Back to you. Verse 13. And Moses said unto Yahweh, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest up this people in thy might from among them. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land, for they have heard that Yahweh art among this people, that thou, Yahweh, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because Yahweh was not able to bring his people into the land which <laughs> he swear unto them, therefore he has slain them in the wilderness. Oh, okay. And I, <clears throat> I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, the Yahweh is long-suffering and of great mercy. 
Oh, I lost my spot here. Forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. So we Moses yeah. standing up for the people once again. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember what... What year, because this is not at the end of the um, uh, wandering of the wilderness, which lasted 40 years. I'm, uh, I'm not sure uh, at what uh, year uh, point, at what point in this 40-year journey that all this happened. So I'll try to get more detail about that. But obviously, uh, Yahweh waited until uh, this entire generation died, except for uh, Joshua and Caleb before uh, they had another chance to take over Canaan land. Back to you. Verse 20, And Yahweh said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of Yahweh, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now in these, now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto there their fathers. There you go. There you go. Okay. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. <clears throat> and Yahweh spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith Yahweh, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, <laughs> and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me, doubtless you shall not come into the land, concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. Okay, does Yahweh keep his promises? Does he what? Does, does he keep, keep his, promises? his promises? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and those who take the shot will not get into the kingdom. Back to you. But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years, and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness." After the number of the days in which you search the land, even forty days, each day for a year, shall you bear your iniquities, even forty years, and you shall know my breach of promise. I, Yahweh, have said, I will surely do it unto all this evil congregation that are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall be consumed, and there they shall die. And the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned, and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before Yahweh. Joshua the son of Nun, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. 
Okay. Try to finish this last. No, we we have less than a minute left. So, uh, but the lesson here is that uh, when Yahweh gets very impatient with the Israelites, he does unto us what uh, he intended to do to our enemies. Okay, because mm-hmm. of our faithlessness and disobedience and rebelliousness, and I see you know, the the prophecy states that uh, in the end times the uh, beast, uh, the eighth beast, will take over the world, and faithlessness and uh, the lukewarm congregation, which is the last congregation of the Book of Revelation, will abound, and faithlessness will abound, and boy, there's going to be a lot of tribulation, and there won't be any rapture to get uh, get us out of it. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on with me. A short show today. Sorry. Or take care. Yeah, we bless everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.